Ion 2020, episode 286. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. So if you've been following the news today, there's another terrible thing for parents to freak out about they they're hyping this up and uh it's probably a little scary if you're a parent i would imagine but they are hyping it up like when you listen to the pundits talk it seems like they there are just kids dropping dead left and right from the coronavirus and it's just terror terrorizing parents like i could just imagine if i was one of those parents it's always on edge and all this stuff and it's just like all into the hyped up scenario of the coronavirus being like this thing where people are just dropping dead left and right and it's a death sentence if you get it because I see people that are like that and today in the news you're hearing this specific point that kids are uh that kids are dying from the coronavirus now mind you it's been three three kids that have died from the coronavirus with this cause and I heard about it last week, and I was assuming to myself that eventually it's going to make itself into, like, the news and the headlines, and it's going to be, like, breaking news on Fox and MSNBC and on CNN. Uh, anyway, welcome to ION2020. I appreciate you joining me today. This is your libertarian look at the 2020 election. If you're listening and you're not a libertarian, keep on listening. Might as well uh, get a different perspective on things than the left-right uh agenda that you hear the republicans versus democrats agenda uh, at least i'm coming from I, I think i come from a pretty objective standpoint in some ways i try to look at both sides of an argument i try to look at both sides and see the validity of what they're saying but i also <clears throat> have the stance that the government should be limited and that non-aggression is a biting principle that not only individuals but governments can, should stand by as well <clears throat> excuse me so, yeah, this is what's going on in the in the news as I was hearing it today, and it's just starting to uh, wear on me, man, that every little thing about the coronavirus, every little thing that happens with the coronavirus, they hype it up to the nth degree. Like, every time, for example, a person who is middle-aged dies or somebody that's in their 30s dies like it makes headline news it really does but if you look at the death statistics if you look at the people who die every single day i look at south carolina specifically but if you look at the numbers of people that die the vast majority are over 70 the vast majority are over 60s and most of them have some sort of pre-existing condition not to demean their lives not to say that their lives weren't worth living I'm just saying that there are certain groups who are higher risk than others. There are certain groups that are very low risk. There are certain groups that are so low risk that it's like less than having the flu. It's more like having a cold and you don't quarantine yourself for a cold. But then again, if everybody has it in their minds of who is high risk and who's low risk, you tend to stay away from those high risk people. I was hanging out with a group of people yesterday over the weekend 
and there was a lady that was in the group who was a little bit older and I kind of kept my distance from her. I don't know why she was in, you know, in a group of people. I mean, we're all kind of keeping our social distance and everything like that. Like we were all staying away from each other in some ways, but I still made it a point in my mind. I was like thinking about, okay, let me stay, stay a little bit further away from this lady for sure. And there was just things that you're doing unconsciously to, to protect other people. But every little, every instance of a death gets hyped up. A middle-aged person dies, it gets hyped up to make you think that people that are middle-aged are dropping dead left and right. A, a person that's under 18 dies and they hype it up as if kids are dropping dead left and right that are under 18 from the coronavirus, which is not true. And then in this situation, it's this uh, disease that kids get they said in the original newspaper article that I read it has very it's very symptomatic of a Kawasaki disease which is a disease that kids get which causes inflammation in their heart inflammation in the uh in the arteries that run to the heart and it might cause some clotting and it might cause harder breathing and it might also cause death and it's very rare for kids to get it it's very rare for kids to get it um, and this, and they've always said it's possibly linked to viral infections. It's possibly linked to bacterial infections, but they were, they don't really know for sure what Kawasaki disease, what's the, why kids get it. But in this case, kids are seeming to get caught this Kawasaki disease. And I mean, thinking in my mind, it might be the body's desire to you know to create immunity so the immune system goes a little bit more berserk and then it starts to cause an inflammation and so forth and kids that might get it but there's been like two or three hundred cases of kids that have gotten it and just imagine how many kids have gotten the coronavirus altogether who have not been tested you would assume that you know most of the tests that go out there are people that are uh originally it was people that were over you know in high risk categories over 60 and so forth but now you know the testing has gone mainstream where lots and lots and lots of people are able to get the testing. So, but just imagine how many kids have had this disease. If there's been like a million cases of kids that gotten disease and three or 400 have gotten this particular, uh, variation of what doctors describe as something that's similar to Kawasaki disease. So it's a very rare thing. It's a very rare thing. And then three, of those kids have died, and I think it was kids that are between 5 and 10 years old that have died, and you're more likely to get it if you're between 5 and 10 years old. But if you heard the news today, you would think that people are... I mean, it's just another variation of something that is causing people to die from the coronavirus, but there's no determinant link that this is to coronavirus. There's no scientific studies that have been done to prove it or anything like that. This is just observations that doctors are making and this is hypothesis or hypotheses that doctors are making and so forth um but they're jumping to say this on the news because obviously if it makes a headline in the news then if it sounds like if it bleeds it leads right so if it sounds like something that should be on the news then they're going to lead with it and then people are going to get a little hyped up about it and so forth hopefully that's not the case but you just know how people are i mean there are people that think that getting the rona is a death sentence is what i've heard someone say 
and I read these, you know, these people just freaked out and terrified of getting the coronavirus. You see people that are like, I saw this lady out today or yesterday and she had her face mask on. She was probably 20, 21, 22, you could tell. And she had a little baby there with her face, with or not a baby, but like a, you know, toddler, five years old, that had a face mask on as well. But if you looked at the statistics, you would think to yourself, why in the hell am I wearing a face mask and having my kid wear a face mask? But you know what? I don't know their story because they might be going home to live with grandma or something like that who's 75 years old. So, and they just want to protect themselves because they want to protect grandma. That's mo- that, that might be the case, but I would assume that's just kind of, you know, in my mind, I think that they're just terrified and fearful. Um, but the government, not the government, the the media is going to hype this thing up constantly. And it absolutely drives me bonkers, man. It really does. Um, but that's what we have to deal with. That's what we have to deal with. And if you question it, you're called a conspiracy theorist. If you question any of the normal narrative, you're considered a conspiracy theorist. And they say, go to the fact-checked websites and we'll tell you, you know, all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like... Yes, fact-checked websites are good, and they could give you, you know, Pinocchios and one Pinocchio, four Pinocchios, or no Pinocchios, or whatever. They can say, you know, this is a definitely a lie, or possibly a lie, or a little bit of a lie, or definitely not a lie. Like, there's all these different fact-checked websites that you can go to, but in some ways, a lot of facts turn out to be not facts. You know, they turn out to be false down the road. As the data comes out, new facts uh, compile on old facts and then they realize well you know what we were reading the the story wrong we were reading the message wrong we were reading the data wrong and then new facts come out and that's what you get do masks help or not like one of the things that they were claiming that remember the the pandemic video and i was reading an article about that and the fact checking websites that are going after this video and stuff and one of them says yes it was the, this particular video said that wearing a mask actually causes you to get coronavirus or spread it. And all what they were referring to in that video was the CDC and the World Health Organization saying that masks can cause you to have, you know, or be at higher risk to get the virus. And I don't know if that's true, but I remember reading that somewhere. I remember reading originally, like, what, what I heard was that if you're wearing a mask, it's there to... If you're sick, you should wear a mask. Because if you cough, you won't spread the spread the um, virus all over the place. But if you're healthy, it doesn't help you at all. And then they're saying it does help you if you're healthy and so forth. And then they're saying other things. In that, and then, then you hear that, well, if you're wearing a mask and you're touching with your fingers and you're spreading it to your face and you're constantly touching your face by touching your mask, then that's not helping you out. So that might help you to get more sick because you might have touched something, then touched your face to take your mask off and so forth. There's all kinds of different information out there of why a mask would make you sick and why a mask would not make you sick and so forth. And the fact-checking websites go with one, one scenario of, yes, the World Health Organization has now said that people should wear masks and da 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 but on the other hand, they were saying that if you wear the mask wrong, or some people say if you wear the mask wrong, you're touching your face more often, and that could cause you to get sick. So where is the fact checker there? The fact checker is going to look at it from their perspective, not from someone else's perspective. So it's hard to tell on a fact checker if 
what they're saying is right. And everyone has different perspectives of things that happen as well. If one person's observing something from one point of view, from the north side, and the other person's on the, on the west side watching something happen, they might see two or three totally different scenarios, depending on what perspective they're looking at it from as well. And that's where the fact checkers might get it wrong also. There's lots of reasons why fact checkers might get it wrong. So who's going to fact check the facts checkers? And then I was reading another article the other day and said that where fact checkers at one point, it was just a good place to go to see new information. Or if you read something, you go to the fact checking websites, like they're just looking to find the facts of the matter and that's it. And then they can say whether it was a lie or not. But now there's money on the line. It's not just the donors now. Now, Facebook itself is paying these fact checkers. Facebook themselves are utilizing a specific group of fact checkers in order to kind of police their website. Google's doing the same thing. I'm sure Net, or I'm sure um, Twitter's doing the same thing. But I know in the article that I read, Facebook is saying that they're using a specific group of fact checkers. So let's say there's a dozen or you know 15 fact checkers that they're using to get their message out there or to, to check against messages that are on their website. And this group of people has the power to take certain information down. Can that fact-checking group eventually have an agenda? Or do people that have power go to them and start trying to donate and try to influence their business model in order to get an agenda through Facebook? As soon as there's a lever for power to be used, people are going to try to exploit that lever. So then you can't trust the fact-checkers at that point, if that was the case. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just skeptical. I'm a, I'm a skeptic when it comes to, especially anything that has power. Anyone that can have power over another person is going to try to use that power to their own ends, to their own, to get their own, you know, benefit out of it. And that's how it really is. <clears throat> so, needless to say, when it comes to these fact-checking websites, I just, you know, we should be skeptical of that stuff. We should look at it and read it and then look at, the where, look at the specific articles that they're highlighting to say, yes, it's, it's not true because this person said this here. Click on that and find out where, where they got that information from. But I have all my friends, or not all my friends, I have a lot of friends that I see on Facebook that are like, well, the fact checkers say this, this, and this, so this is wrong. But you can't just use that as your end source in order to figure out if something was wrong or right. So let's talk about the... uh, (laughs) Get off that subject. I'm so tired of talking about coronavirus at this point. I really am. But I can't stop talking about it because there's a lot of things going on right now that the government's doing to take away your rights, take away your constitutional rights, your human rights that you have. There's lots of effort right now to take away those rights, so I can't stop talking about it. As sick as I am of talking about the coronavirus, the powers that be are using the coronavirus as a lever to get more power in their hands and take it away from you. Take away more liberties from you, so I can't stop talking about it. But I'm going to right now. Got a little cough today, I apologize. I probably need to grab some water or something like that, but... Um, 
just you know how the allergies are it happens to me every time every year this time of year as well i had it if you listen to last year's shows and you know through from about february until june i was hacking and coughing constantly so i apologize for that but let's talk about the election as well 2020 election here's where we're at literally it does not make daily news at all what's going on with joe biden does not make daily news at all what's going on in the Trump campaign. And Justin Amash, who's running to try to be the Libertarian nominee, I guess they'll find out in the next three or four weeks whether he's going to be the Libertarian nominee or not. He is running as though he is the Libertarian nominee in some way. Like, I listen to his, um, I read his tweets, I listen to the conversations, I see that he's getting news and media attention, and he is pretty much... uh, the only libertarian that's getting a mass media attention right now. So I guess that's a good thing in some ways, but he's not, you know, doing the expert analysis of anything, in my opinion. Like, listening to him talk, he pretty much has a snooze fest campaign, so hopefully he can find somebody that'll kind of coach him on how to go into a mass media and give a message that will, will, will resonate with people that's my feeling on on that but um what i wanted to talk about today was who is going to be the democrat nominee who's it going to be i mean i'm starting to think it's not going to be joe biden guys i really am i'm starting to think that they have their convention and they're going to contest this thing he has this whole scandal going on with um sexual harassment or whatever with this Tara Reid lady, and I totally thought that it was like some the actress Tara Reid on one of the shows, and then I start researching it a little bit, and I realize it's totally not the actress. I think there's an actress named Tara Reid that was like a big um, actor in some of the teen movies back in the 90s or something, and then I started looking into it, and no, this is a totally different person, um, which I didn't know until about like a week and a half ago, and I should have kind of said it on the show, but I felt really stupid for not realizing that. But, you know, it was a new, it was a relatively new story at the time. It wasn't really out. And uh, I had just heard, you know, probably five or ten different things through the radio about it. And in my mind, I was just thinking to myself, uh, the actress, if there's even an actress named Tara Reid, I don't know. But anyway, besides that point, um, Joe Biden's kind of wrapped up in the scandal right now. She's, he's sitting there dealing with that scandal and it's probably not going to go away. It's going to build up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A lot of Hollywood actors are defending Joe Biden. A lot of, especially the Democrats, are defending Joe Biden right now. Um, but they're totally not doing what they did with certain other cases and stuff like that. When it's a Republican that's being that's on trial for it or in, on the trial of public opinion, if it's a Republican, then they just destroy that person's credibility. Um, Democrats aren't doing that with Joe Biden right now, but I just don't think that he's going to be the the nominee. I mean, he's not running an exciting campaign. He's the best he can do is is be a campaign of oh yeah, let's just you know get back to the Obama days, something like that. And if that is his campaign message, who better to nominate for their either their vice president ticket? Or for the presidential ticket, but you know the first lady herself. That's who I'm thinking that's gonna 
be the nominee. Michelle Obama is going to be the nominee or the vice presidential nominee. I mean, I am purely speculating right now. I am purely speculating right now. But I just think that it's a strong possibility. She is a harken back to the Obama years. People in America love to make someone a king or a queen. They love the legacy. They love that kind of stuff. And they love Michelle Obama. Like, she is a very popular person. She is somebody who can get out there with the smiles, with the happiness and all that, have Barack Obama at her side. She'll draw the crowd. She'll draw the people in. She'll get that excitement behind her. If they made her the presidential, the vice presidential nominee, or even the presidential nominee down the road, it would get the excitement that the Democrats want, and they do not have that right now at all. They have sleepy Joe Biden. They have Joe Biden who can't run a social media campaign for the life of him. They have Joe Biden who can't hire people to run a social media campaign for the life of them. So who is it going to be, guys? Who is it going to be? Not going to be Hillary Clinton. It won't be Hillary Clinton. People are bored of Hillary Clinton. They're sick of Hillary Clinton. They're worn out on her. She's a thing of the past. But who is not a thing of the past? Well, she is a thing of the past, but in their mind, they'll think to themselves, you know, how great it would be to have a woman president, and she'll be African-American, and she'll be an Obama. Who is the, I mean, that is the, the a campaign that could probably win. But who knows what the Democrats are going to end up doing. I mean, I am just purely speculating, but it, it makes sense to me. And, and I think I said that way back when. You know, last year sometime, I always thought that uh, Michelle Obama would get into the into the presidential campaign. Uh, but we'll see what she ends up doing. I mean, it, we really don't hear anything about the the Democratic nomination process right now. We don't hear anything about whether they're... I mean, I think they've put their convention up till August instead of doing it in June or July. So it might even be September. So they're going to have a two-month campaign pretty much to run against... Donald Trump and Donald Trump is going to whoop their butt unless they pull out all the stops and the only stop that I see them pulling out would be Michelle Obama so we'll see what happens man we'll see what happens hey I appreciate you joining me this is going to be a shorter show than normal there's not a lot of news in the, you know that's out there right now about the elections and I am totally tired of talking about COVID-19 for the time being but I'm sure new information will come out new things will come out over the next couple days and uh, Thursday, man, I will be researching hard to find some awesome news articles for you, all right? Keep on coming back every Monday and Thursday. This is your show that is a libertarian look at the 2020 election. This is Ion2020. You can check me out, iontheempire.com, Ion the Empire on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Follow me there. I post as many news articles as I can through my website, which ends up being on the Facebook and on the Twitter handles as well. So check those out. And uh, the best thing you can do, though, uh, come on back. Oh, that's what you can do. Five-star ratings and reviews, those are always helpful as well. Uh, Five-star ratings on Apple help me to get those algorithms you know, up, and people can search for libertarian shows, and they'll find mine. So I appreciate you doing that as well. And then come on back on Thursday so you can have clear vision for 2020.